it's time. It is that time. Time for Styles and Watkins. You can join the show by texting 916-339-1140. Find us on YouTube at Sacktown Sports 1140. It's time for Alan Styles and Chris Watkins. Yes, yes, yes. On a Thursday. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Taking you up to 2 p.m. The Kings are back in action. And we can finally, hopefully, get back on the winning side of things. Tyrese Halliburton, I think, is playing a couple mind games here. Deciding to, or not deciding to, he is marked as questionable. And if you don't recall, he was literally carried off the court, which feels like a week ago. It did not happen very long ago. I would be incredibly surprised if he does play. But I appreciate the gamesmanship in him even attempting to play. And we all know why. We all know why he is attempting to play. We have Brad Graham of the SF Niners YouTube channel at 11. And really just a Niners platform in general. It's one of the biggest Niner platforms in the in the I guess NFL social media space right now so we'll talk to him for two segments that's from 11 to 1130 we have some really really funny sound on and look you know I get on the Niner fans the Brock stars that just claim to be underdogs and this that the third constantly persecuted I can't defend what is happening because Brock Purdy is getting wildly disrespected so we have a lot of that sound we also have some really interesting clippers clippers rules from the new arena the wall the wall what you are allowed and not allowed to do nate Littlefield behind the glass doing a great job for us already. Chris Watkins, how you yep. doing? Uh, pretty good. Yeah, excited to get back in the arena tonight. It's been, what, like two two weeks since we've uh, been back at Golden 1, so excited mm-hmm. for later today. Uh, I don't think Tyrese is going to play. Like you said, it feels There's like it's no a bit way. of mind games. We'll get into that later. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, just just kind of good to be back in the saddle and hoping that, uh, that the Kings can end this three-game losing streak tonight, uh, as they definitely should, because if they lose tonight – Oh boy, I don't know how, but I think we might have uh, again gotten our worst loss of the season. Yeah, and you know that's what a three-game losing streak yep. on the road. They beat two teams that just aren't very good, and then they so they took care of business at the front end. The back end got a little squirrely. I saw a couple. I saw a couple quotes from Trey Lyles yesterday that just said we felt like we could have gone four and one. Right, and I would assume that's what's interesting. Well, which one is the one, right? I guess the Sixers is my assumption. They just didn't show up against the oh, Sixers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The Sixers was the one that they probably feel like they should have had. And then obviously you get Dame time against the Bucks and you get the collapse in Phoenix, the Phoenix rising, if you will. And they're going to try to get back on the right track of things. We have some audio. You know, we've been hard on De'Aaron Fox this week because he's a leader. And that's how it happens. We have some audio just in, in as it pertains to how the – how the locker room was after that. And that's from, if you were listening to the drive guys, it's from Jason Anderson when he hopped on that show as well. And Sabonis has cracked the top 10. Wow. What a miracle. I'm really, I'm just, I'm proud of, of Sacramento Kings fans for coming together 
for hopping on their phones, their computers, their tablets. And people still say tablets. That's still a thing. Uh, it's fading. It's yeah, quickly it, fading. It's fading because, you know, are they, do they really have a – do tablets have a a need anymore unless you have a small child? Um. Yeah, I think so. I think it's still a good on-the-go thing. Like, I still think I, I, it would be nice for me to have a tablet. Like, I, I watch games all over the place. It'd be cool if, you know, whatever. I got to go, uh, we've, you know, got to go to this baby shower or something. Yeah. Know, that's probably not an appropriate <laughs> setting right, to right, bring up. Right. I don't know. Just, just whatever. It'd be nice to have a, a tablet just to kind of be on the go. And you never know. I think Frankie uses his tablet pretty uh, pretty efficiently as well. That. So, uh, yeah, you know. But if you use your tablet, I feel like a lot of times it's set up. Yes. So like that's a the computer. Thing. It ends up just being like a, a version of a laptop for sure. And frankly, I mean, it's got a little bit more restrictions than a laptop would. So I, I, I hear you for sure. But uh, yeah, it definitely feels like the tablet market is definitely uh, shrinking. Right. Amid Rock here. Shout out to the Sack Chat. Amid Rock Styles. I still use a tablet, it's yeah. lighter. Than my laptop. All Absolutely. Right. Right. All right. That's fair enough. Yeah. That's fair enough. You're yeah. not business enough, you know? Right. That's Tablets true. Tablets are for b- 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 business. That's true. Yeah. There's going to be a good bit of Niners, Niners talk today as we get ready for their showdown with the Packers on Saturday. Yeah. Who feel really confident they the do. Packers do? <laughs> and really I'm, do. I'm very confused as to why. Because I still wouldn't consider them the hot team. I think you sure. got to win two games to enter that hot team category, which is interesting with the Bills because they're also the two seed. We know that it's looked weird, yeah, and it doesn't really feel like they were a two seed, but they are the two seed. So I don't think you can be a dark horse. What's the level? What's the line to be a dark horse? You have to be yeah. at least a three seed to be a dark horse. Yeah, I mean, I would say the Packers are a dark horse. No, they like, are. Yeah. I, I also just don't. Think that they're going to do anything? They could be a dark horse, right? Which puts them as a dark horse. For if true. you think you're, they're going to do nothing, that yeah, definitely. But, but the dark horse is when people start believing that the Packers could do something. I feel like only in Cheesehead Land, yeah. they have convinced themselves. Yes, I don't think anybody else. I, I know the line moved a little bit to eight, yeah. But I, can't I think it's just see. because that was so high, and the Packers are playing really well. Exactly, exactly. And, and then, as we've talked about too, yeah. when the Niners win, they tend to win big too mm-hmm. i mean they're putting up 30 in just about every week so it's you know it, it, i don't know it makes the the 10 line makes sense to me but i could understand how like you're saying people outside of of the market or maybe so even more specifically people in the green bay area you know i could see how maybe they say oh we're the hottest team in football did y'all not watch we just tore apart the cowboys last week y'all think we can't compete with this team mm-hmm. like i i could understand how you know especially when you know green bay they they play in terrible weather, and so they're like, you're telling us right now we're going to be in some nicer weather than what we're, we're accustomed to. Yeah. You know, I, I could understand how they could convince themselves that they have a chance, but ultimately, I, I unless the Niners play a bad game, which we're going to talk more – we're probably going to talk more Niners today and tomorrow than we have uh, in the past couple of weeks, but mm-hmm. it, it's – yeah, I mean, I, I think the Niners got it pretty handily. Yeah, I'm just not sure – to me, the issue is the Packers defensively. And if, look, if they you talk about their, you know, Nick Bosa said, oh, we, we put the book out on Jalen Hurts. We have some sound from Jason Kelsey since retired, and I might have to walk back the idea that the, that the Niners broke the Eagles because Jason Kelsey does allude to that. So we have some sound there. And yeah. Did you just say Kelsey retired? 
Uh, did he unretire? He's that report. I think he came out and said on a uh, McAfee or something that uh, he that wasn't official. That was a leak thing. He hasn't made a decision yet. Interesting. Inter- interesting. Yeah. So okay. Yeah. Well, I guess he didn't retire, <laughs> and he yeah he un- there were but there was report there was everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely like I hate bleach, this. BR gridiron. And I all hate that this stuff so much. Saying. He retired. So then, right, because that's the thing. That happens, and then he goes on McAfee, and hey, no disrespect, I don't sit there and watch McAfee. And I guess he unretires, <laughs> and the biggest thing is, there's no bleacher. I, I didn't see it. Oh, yeah. he unretired. Un-retired. Where's maybe the I, unretired Maybe graphic. I missed it. Uh, he was mad that the report came out. Really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, if I had to guess, not to turn this into a Jason Kelsey uh, segment, but I, I would guess he's probably going to retire, though. I mean, I... I I was at my barber shop when I watched it, granted, mm-hmm. so I was kind of in and out of it, but yeah. I watched the Kelsey documentary on Amazon, and it seemed like after winning or going to the Super Bowl last year, he was pretty close to calling it quits before this year yeah. even started. And he already so, has a ring. Already got the ring, and yeah. <laughs> I mean, if he's coming back next year, you would ideally think that that would he, he the only way he would come back next year is if they ring feel like yeah. they're going to be in the Super Bowl contention, and... I don't know. It'd be tough to convince me after the way the Eagles ended this season that ah, it's fine. Like we're gonna just turn this thing around. Remember, ten and one, mm-hmm. uh, and and you know we can we can replicate that next year. Uh, I I think that's that's a uh, bold thinking. Yeah. So you know, with that situation, we kind of gotta. Well, I have to kind of walk that back because I, I still think that it was in the midst of everything. But yeah, yeah I can agree. That that was the straw that maybe broke the camel's back, yeah. and there was That's just tough. No coming back from that. There yeah. was just no coming back from that. Also, some trade targets, and we have some details on Pascal Siakam. Some audio there as well as we take you up to two p.m. and we rank the quarterbacks. Brock Purdy is definitely being disrespected. Got to get to a break. When we get back, the Kings have been struggling, but how bad? We'll tell you how bad. We got some numbers. Styles and Watkins, Sackdown Sports. Sports. Call or text at 916-339-1140. The Kings have not been playing like royalty lately. And that is unfortunate, but we hope that they are able to get back on the right track. Styles and Watkins taking you up to 2 p.m., and some numbers that we want to go over as far as how bad the Kings have been. The Kings, this is from Sacktown Baby Giraffe, Tim Maxwell of the Kings Herald. They have beaten one team over 500 in their last seven games, right? The Kings are actually their last 13 games. The Kings are six and seven in their last 13 games. And they've lost three in a row. They've beaten one team over 500. They lost to Portland and Charlotte. They've gone down 20-plus at Detroit and Atlanta before winning. I forgot about that, Atlanta. They've been beaten by 15-plus points three times. Mm. And they blew, most recently, a 22-point lead 
to the Suns. You know, Chris, yeah. we talked yesterday about was this the worst stretch? Or has this been the worst stretch for the Kings? And we were just thinking, I think, these last couple games, thanks to Tim Maxwell and looking at their last 13 games, there's no doubt about it. Yeah, absolutely. And this is, and, and it's felt like it too, right? It's felt like, like even it. Even eye test matches it. I think the reason it hasn't initially, the reason it hasn't initially felt like it is because they were sitting in that fifth seed, floating with fourth sure. seed. Now that you're six, seven, yeah. I'm sure it feels like that now. Yeah. We haven't gotten very many texts saying to relax. We haven't gotten <laughs> yeah. very many calls right. saying to relax. We haven't gotten anything on the sack chat saying to relax. So that that changes things a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's I, I, I did not really – I'm not sure I realized it's been that bad. Yeah, I mean it's it's really I mean it to me it has felt that bad because it's felt like it has legitimately been for every step forward it's been a step back whether it be a two game win streak followed by a loss or now you're seeing them you know have that three game losing streak after you know squeaking a uh, squeaking by some wins against Detroit and even uh you know even the uh, the Atlanta game as well it, it just has felt like this team has the ship is no longer steady. You're really starting to feel this thing rock at the beginning of the year. I mean, they were playing. I think even at the beginning of the year, we would say they're getting the results, but it doesn't look like they are at the level that they were last year. It doesn't feel like this team has reached their full potential. And instead of reaching that potential, it feels like they I think uh, Whitey said it yesterday. They're knock they're they're knocking on the ceiling of how good they can get, and instead of breaking through that ceiling, it feels like they've just teetered and and just can't break through. And mm-hmm. this has definitely been the the roughest stretch, and it's it's really disappointing because I mean, Kevin Herter started to play better. I think they've gotten more consistency out of you know Herter, Monk, Sabonis, and uh, you know De'Aaron's been up and down, but with the other guys contributing, you would have thought that 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 kind of boost would have helped um just the team as a whole and it, it's it's just led to more inconsistency uh strangely enough so I, I I definitely think and I've thought it for really since uh I remember saying the last home game they had what was that was that sh- uh what was the last home game uh at Golden One Center I just no, remember saying they got a W it was uh, the last game was New Orleans. That's right. It was the terrible blowout mm-hmm. in which the Kings were down by 50 at home. Uh, I mean, that to me felt like a moment where clearly this team doesn't doesn't have it. Whatever it is, they don't they aren't able to compete at the highest level in this league right now. And I was I didn't think by the time we came back there wouldn't be a move. I was I'm shocked that we sit here today. And, and there hasn't been any adjustment made because I've known or I feel like I've, I've recognized for about two weeks now that something needs to be uh, needs to happen for, for things to go differently. And I think the fact that they haven't made a move has led to this 500 play. I mean, I think the team, like Whitey said yesterday, I think they've just kind of reached their ceiling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for this group, I should say. Th- this group, I feel like it has unless if. if the thing about Kevin Herter getting hot is that could happen, and it's just different because of the West this season. I just don't think it would be – first of all, it has to happen. And second of all, the question is, would it be enough? And I don't know if it's enough. And now – and I and I and and we're looking at some of these splits with De'Aaron. You got to think about this. 
are things going to even out? Is De'Aaron is starting to cool off a little bit, right? Yeah. So if De'Aaron cools off and then Kevin Herter heats up, you kind of just canceled each other out. You're kind of still playing at the right. same level. And and what we've seen, but I seen, don't think one is exclusive to the other. I don't think it is either. I think you're still hoping for a lot of things to go right yeah. to get to that next level. And I'm just not quite sure that that's going to happen specifically this year with this West, yeah. right? Maybe even last season, with last season's West, with the Timberwolves still trying to figure it out and with you know the Nuggets obviously being the Nuggets, but with OKC a year younger and, and still trying to get their footing. But now these guys are rocking and rolling all across the West right now, and we're still – just hoping that some of these sleeping giants, if if the the Lakers look good against the Mavs, the Mavs themselves, right? They're up and down. So if you're not going to make a move, we talk so much about the move. If you're not going to make a move, that's fine, right? But I don't think we can sit here. I don't think you're going to convince anybody, Monty McNair or Vivek, that you have a championship roster yeah. right now. Yeah. And maybe that's okay. Totally. But I don't think anybody is buying what you're selling in terms of this team can can really yeah. make a push. Yeah, no, I, I think what you just said there is is it, it sparked something in my head where, yeah, I think the problem is the Kings and Kings fans, I think rightfully so, feel like the Kings need to be or should be in the tier of those OKC, of, Mil, of, uh, of uh, Minnesota, of Denver, of the Clippers, but instead they're in that tier of the two teams you just listed. They're more so of the Dallas inconsistent. They have two stars, but just pretty much nothing else. Right. The Lakers who, you know, are floundering and are, you know, in and out of the the play-in. The fact that the Kings are in that tier, I think that's where a lot of the frustration stems from too because I just think the Kings should be better than that. There's no reason for them. They know who they are. They have uh, uh, they have more, well, I guess this year it's been really a lot of Fox and Sabonis, but ideally, in a perfect world, they have more contributors than just their two stars. Like, you know, again, Mavericks are really just led by Luka and Kyrie, and they take them as far as they can go. The Lakers obviously ran by LeBron and AD, and they go as far as they go. The Kings were meant to have that in Fox and Sabonis, but they were also meant to have Kevin Herter contribute, Keegan Murray, and so that's supposed to put them in that tier above them, and instead... I would just say they're at the top of that tier, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, they. I would agree with that. And if you look at rosters, I mean, you could make an argument that if you look at the Lakers, let's take the Lakers, for sure. example. If you look at the Lakers roster and everybody, the Lakers supposedly had the best offseason ever, hearing. right? That's what we heard. So is it a matter of the Lakers, were they wrong? Are the Lakers yes, underproducing? You know, whatever oh, yeah. it is. I would say the media was wrong. If that. you ask the most media members who has a better roster, the Lakers or the Kings, what yeah. do you think they would say? They would probably say equal, which I think is wrong. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I think a lot of people are high on D'Angelo Russell. I think Austin Reeves or people are high on, and then I think they would just say the overall LeBron and AD – are better than De'Aaron and, and Domas. Right, so there's LeBron, and even if you call that a wash, right. you would still, yeah, LeBron and those four, the two yeah. duos, that's a wash. Now you look at the other pieces, and I think to your point. There's just bigger names. I mean, people are going to, right. I don't think as my, my feelings on D'Angelo Russell are well chronicled, but I yes. feel like people would say D'Angelo Russell, I don't know if they would say equivalent to Malik Monk, but they would probably say, He's he's somewhere near that. I would completely disagree. Yeah. Or maybe they would say that about Austin Reeves. I was going to say Angelo, Austin Reeves. And they just, 
defensively, we know yeah. they can defend, right? Yeah. They got guys that can defend, whether they're Torian Prince right. and, and Vander, Vanderbilt. So I guess I'm, the only reason I'm saying that is because that's a team who is at least comparable to the Kings as far as roster construction, and they have been underperforming. Sure. Is it possible they get hot? Is it you know they're either going to get hot or make a move? Make a move right. So the Kings on this uh, right now, I think Kings are at best. Right now, as of this moment, I don't see the Kings getting past the five seed. There's no reason for me to think they're going to get past the five seed, and that has just as much to say about the Kings as it does the field. Sure. Yeah, because what I guess the the teams in front of them right now are Minnesota, OKC. Denver, the Clippers. And the Clippers, right? Yeah. So, and the Kings are currently the sixth seed. The five seed right now is New Orleans. Uh, New Orleans, a five seed. New now? Orleans is the five seed right now. They are uh, a game ahead of the Kings. They are twenty five and seventeen. Wow. So, if the Kings just split the games that they played against New Orleans this year, they would be the five seed. But uh, you just you can't play that what if game because if you play the what if game, the Kings could be the two. Seed. No, it's just too so, long of a game, Chris. Yeah. You ever no, play game yeah. night with your yeah. family? Yeah. All right, kids, we can't finish the game. Yeah. It's time to go to bed. No, I that, mean that's where we're at with games. The the Kings have tricked off yes. that should have won. Yes. We can't even do. We all we have we have a four hour show. We yep. still don't have enough time to talk about all the games they should have won. No, I'm telling. I mean, it could. I, I I just randomly threw out there. Yeah, Kings lose whatever X amount of games they could be the two seed. But seriously, I mean, even if they just split the four New Orleans games and don't lose to Portland and Charlotte, Charlotte, yeah, they're they're 27 and 13, and that's exactly what the two seeded Oklahoma City Thunder are. Wow. So again, I mean, that's why you can't play the what if game, and that's why I mean, you, you are who you you are what you your record are says. You exactly are. what your record says you are, and the Kings absolutely. I mean, yeah, if they would have won those games, we probably feel a whole lot different about this team. I mean. There's there's not as much of the ups and downs. I don't there's think we're even looking at trades. Maybe that's you're not wrong. I mean, yeah. if the Kings are the two seed and, and they're you know pretty much locked into a top four seed at that mm-hmm. point, I think we're gonna say, wow. I mean, I honestly didn't think we would we would be this good. But that's how a that's how close the Western Conference is. But b that's 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 why it's so important to get those results. And, and you know those things end up biting you in the butt at the end of the year. You know you could say. Ah, it's just one of 82, and ah, it's okay. Everybody has those nights, but, man, some teams don't always have those nights, or it's about limiting those amount of nights. And and at the end of the year, you look up and you see, ah, we were only a game back of the, the four seed. Well, that's those are the kind of games, and those are the reasons why you end up that way. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I don't know how we got here, but, yeah, I, I think uh, the Kings definitely, to, to bring it all back to the original six and seven in the last 13 – I mean, man, it just feels like they they can't – I don't know. It feels like this is almost a necessary evil in order to do what is needed. Because yeah. like you said, I mean, I don't even know if we're talking trades right now or, or at least that aggressive into trades if the Kings are getting the results, those four results that we just mentioned. And so, you know, this, this might have ha- been the only way for – it to get through to Monty McNair, no, you have to do something if you want to see any results. Well, he hasn't done anything yet. He sure hasn't. He and hasn't as the days go yet. by, man, it's 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 making it worse and worse. Yeah. Like you got to do this thing as soon as possible. We need a timer. We need a timer yeah. th- until the trade deadline. All right, got to get to a break. We have that sound from Jason Anderson. Also going to detail what Woj had to say. We've got about a Woj half hour with a lot that he said about Pascal going to Indiana and also what the Kings are looking for in a trade. Styles and Watkins, Sackdown Sports.
Town Sports. De'Aaron Fox was not very happy, to put it lightly, after their loss to the Phoenix Suns. Right. And look, after he dapped up KD. After he dapped up because KD. Because I saw, I've seen a lot of. Okay, so it wasn't just me. No, you saw it too. Yeah, on socials, people are like, dear and smiling, Malik talking with refs. And yeah. The Malik talking with refs was interesting because we've seen so much of. Malik being the one to not yeah. complain to refs. Maybe he just means during I think he's the game. Trolling. Right. I, I think a large part of that is trolling also. Trolling who? Uh the coaching staff. Malik? Yeah. 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 Cause like, I mean, there's that there was that clip during the the uh during training camp of Mike Brown yelling specifically at Malik to stop complaining to the referees and Mike Brown saying, If you keep doing that, I'm gonna lose my top. Yeah, yeah. And uh Malik has since then, at every single turn in media, said Coaches talk too much too. We got we I got to talk to the coaches yeah. about talking to the refs too much. I got to reel it in, and then you see him laughing when Mike Brown gets ejected the other day. Him holding him back. I I think it's because Malik talks to the refs so much, mm-hmm. and the coaches tell him to stop talking to the refs that he's like, "Well, I'm gonna keep that same energy with y'all." And so, right. I think it's all a big troll in that sense. Okay, not sure if I love that. Yeah. Timing, but all right. Yeah. Fair I don't enough. think him talking to the refs at the end of the game. Was okay, a troll. I'm okay. saying I think him not the the perception that Malik doesn't talk to the refs mm-hmm. is actually a troll because he's actually the one who talks to the refs the most. Gotcha, yes. gotcha. Yeah. We have here on the text line and all guests and callers join us from the Folsom Lake Honda Hotline. Folsom Lake Honda, your one stop Honda shop. From the 209, the Sacramento Kings are like a weather report. Oh, man. They are cold, but their, quote, feels like temperature is much colder. Oh, I thought they were going to say, because we've been complaining about, you know, just not, yeah. it seems like meteorologists are just guessing out right, there. Right, Feels like every game, it's like, oh, hey, oh, tonight's perfect. It's Tyrese Halliburton's not yeah. playing. Oh, Bruce Brown's not playing. They don't have Siakam yet. Well, the Kings should win easy, right? Yeah. I'm I'm predicting, I'm forecasting a right. big Kings win today. And then they are just completely wrong and they lose by 30 and it's the worst loss of the season. So in that sense, I would say, yes, they're very much like the weather report. I don't know if I'm, I'm trying to understand that. Yeah, I don't. I so don't. the Kings are like a weather report. They are cold, but I think what there's, are they saying that they're, they're saying, not they're not doing that bad, but it feels like they're doing worse, or the opposite. I think they're saying that it feels it looks bad, but when you really look into it, it's even worse. <laughs> like I, that's that's kind of how I'm reading at it. It's like wow, that was a bad loss. Yeah, they're Can you cold. Read it one more time, just the I Sacramento add. Kings are like a weather report. They are cold, but their feels like temperature is much colder. Uh, I so just think me, someone's trying too hard. I think they're trying. But I think there's something there. There's, there's something there. It's just not. I, can, I think. I think, I think we're on the yeah. right path. I can we're give you a right. number here. They've been bad right now, but like Chris said, yeah. it's it, actually been even worse than you think. I think it's been bad thinking. Oh, they lost three games. Yes. Does right? it have anything to do with like when the weather is wrong? Like saying that the king. No, be, I don't think okay. so. Okay. All right. I just want to because I don't. That's think how. That's a comparison. I would have phrased it but yeah. that's not how this I, I is hear being you phrased. 209 I think this is being phrased more so I would say this <laughs> stat probably backs up the cold they are cold but feels like so the Kings are the sixth seed right now they're flirting with the seventh seed they were the seventh seed yesterday and I think 
Um, the oh Dallas lost yesterday, which put them at the seven seed. So the Kings' record is twenty three and seventeen. But if you look on Basketball Reference, they have an expected win loss rating rating or record, which mm-hmm. is what typically, if you, with all the numbers you have, offense, defensive rating, and most importantly, point differential, the the actual record you should have. So again, Kings twenty three and seventeen. Their expected win loss ratio or record is twenty and twenty. So it's like the Kings six seven seed, and then their feels like temperature, mm-hmm. their expected win loss is actually a five hundred team. So you think it's bad, but then it's like that's how I'm the actual weather, like the actual in terms of what you're experiencing. I, I guess it's it worse than it, it looks. It's worse than it looks. It's worse than it looks. Because there's still it's it's worse than it looks. Because they're still the six seed. Yep. They're still in position to go to the playoffs, but it's worse than it looks because of what's been, because of what's been it's going on. All right, let's yeah. hear from Jason Anderson, <laughs> who did a great job on the Drive Guys yeah. uh, yesterday, kind of laying it out on how everything went down after the Phoenix Suns game, and him trying to track down De'Aaron Fox and what he noticed from the the persona and the feeling in the locker room. Well, it was tough. It was uh, it was tough. The mood in the room was kind of shell-shocked by by what happened to blow a a 22-point lead over the last eight minutes. You know, Malik had some choice words when he kind of uttered, he came into the locker room to get dressed, kind of uttered some, you know, some words. He was pretty upset, um, you know, pointed the finger at himself to some some extent uh, with the turnovers, uh, you know, and and I know everybody's talking about De'Aaron and kind of where he was at. And uh, it was tough to, to, you know, just to, he had this look in his eyes, and and he just kind of sat there. He he declined to speak like early on, like he's still in uniform, and usually you know we'll wait that out. But they're on a long road trip and trying to get home. I kind of asked him, you know, if he wanted to wanted to talk real quick, um, and he just sort of waved waved me off at that point. Um, and so I waited and waited and, and uh, wanted to catch him after you know he had a chance to shower and get dressed and get ready to go and. Um, even after all that time, you know, I, you just kind of watch him sit there in the corner by himself, just absolutely silent. Didn't say a word to anybody. And then, you know, as he got up to leave, I asked again if, if we could talk for a minute. And then, and again, he just kind of waved me off and, and, and left the room. And, you know, I'm a little concerned about him. It, it, I don't want to overreact to any one loss, even as bad as that is. Um, but, you know, he's, he's been going through it lately. He had, you know, a little bit of a, a downturn where, you know, I was a little worried about where he was at physically. That's deep. That's that's a little bit deeper than I thought it would be, yeah. right? I mean, Jason Anderson obviously saying of the Sacramento Bee, thank you for being on the station. Obviously, he's saying he doesn't want to overreact. Right. But Sounds clearly, <laughs> this is a guy who's been around the team a lot. Yes. And he's seen the team lose, and when they lose, how they react. So this felt different to Jason is how I'm taking it. And I think it felt different because these last two games here, they had come out ready to go, right? It hadn't been a lackadaisical effort, right? It, had, it hadn't been it had not been a situation where they weren't ready to go, which I think made it even worse. Yeah. And like we said, these last three games in a row, okay, these last three games in a row, they lost three different ways, and I don't know if there's another way to lose a basketball game. He did go on to say 
that after I think these I, I think after this game tonight they have three days off, right? Or they they don't play again till Monday. Yeah, let me. Yeah, uh, they, they don't play again till Monday. Yep. So Monday, they'll yeah. have a little break. I know they'll probably practice. And they don't play till Thursday. And so then they don't play till Thursday. So they'll get a little mini here. break here, get to reset and and recalibrate. So you get this W. You beat the Hawks on on Monday and get back on the right track. So yeah, I think that was deep, and I think that's good to see because on social media you see De'Aaron dapping up KD, you see Malik, and you think and these guys don't care, and clearly. They care almost right. to a fault. And I'm talking to myself as well because I've held them to that that same standard. All right, get into a break. When we get back, Pascal Siakam, he chose Indy, and now all of a sudden he was always wanting to go to Indiana. We'll see what Woj has to say. Styles and Watkins, Sackdown Sports. might see tonight who knows questionably questionably he is questionable miles turner a new big three in the big east and Woj explained to kevin nagandi t for temple u Woj explained why the the pacers felt like they could make this deal and how it not as much of a gamble as maybe we thought well two really important reasons kevin start with the fact Uh, that Pascal Siakam is exactly what this Pacers team needs. Uh, A dynamic forward who can guard four positions, two-time All-Star, played a significant role in that championship team in Toronto, uh, fits right into an Indiana team that is ahead of schedule with Tyrese Halliburton leading the way now for this organization. But just as importantly, though, Kevin, the confidence that Indiana has that they can re-sign Pascal Siakam to an extension this summer. Siakam has talked uh, through this process with Tyrese Halliburton. The Pacers knew how much he wanted to play in Indiana. And Indiana had something over Toronto. They had cap space this summer. So if Indiana trade, if uh, uh, Siakam had gotten traded somewhere else, that team risked the possibility of Siakam just walking in free agency to Indiana uh, now Indiana has him. They have a team in the East that is going to be dangerous. Real quick, where is Woj from? What is his accent? <laughs> I don't know. I know he, it uh, sounds, for college, he went to St. Bonaventure. I don't know if that helps It sounds vaguely Canadian. Where's that at, Chris? Uh, Midwest? I believe, no, I think it's on the East Coast. I think it's like a really small school uh, on the East Coast. Okay. He's just, from Bristol. He is literally from Bristol, Connecticut. His, his so. accent was just popping in that one. Sorry. <laughs> Okay. So, so <laughs> how did, so now all this stuff drops to where he's been, what is that's tampering? What that's what is tampering? I'm, I told you, I was like, literally Pascal Siakam is having direct conversations. I I, to, yeah. I knew that's exactly what the Kings thing was. I told you Alvin Gentry probably literally asked Pascal Siakam mm-hmm. on the floor. Tampering does not exist in the NBA because 
Woj says it right there. He has been in communication with Tyrese Halliburton. There's tons of reports saying how, you know, they've been talking for a while. Tyrese pretty much convinced him of the fit and and saying, you know, oh man, it would be great if us two pair together. I I I mean, come I don't understand how this is not I mean, I, I get it because it happens everywhere, but mm-hmm. uh yeah, I mean I what what are tampering rules for if we're just gonna completely ignore them? So, I mean, that makes a lot more sense now. So it's not a gamble at all. They knew no. that Pascal wanted yep. to go. It was and, – and really, now I'm trying to think of how the Kings even got into the conversation, mm-hmm. right? Because it's – Pascal was having conversations. Did the Raptors know that Pascal was having conversations? I'm assuming they did. Yeah. So they were just trying to figure out, hey – can we convince you to go to Sacramento? And at that point he said, did he already know he wanted to go to the Pacers yeah. when Sacramento got in the mix? Yeah. So Sacramento never really had I'm a sure chance. I'm sure he had a list of some sort. So, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, it sounds like, too, he he had a list of uh, – I can't remember who – he had a list of players he wanted to play with. I think – I can't remember who he said was his number one option, but he, he then had – it was like an elite – it might have been Joel Embiid or, or you know – I. I Giannis or something like that and the reports are saying his number two was Miles Turner which I I just I don't I have a tough time believing but yeah I mean allegedly this dude has has been okay with going to Indiana for a while I I would have to assume that the Kings interest in this trade or involvement in this trade was always a we're willing to take the risk, but only this much of a risk. And I think that's kind of as far as it got is once it became a, hey, well, maybe Indiana is offering this and this. Would you guys maybe want to throw in? We heard, you know, once Malik and Keegan kind of got thrown into the conversation, things stalled. Maybe the Kings were like, no, we said we're willing to take this amount of risk. And, you know, ultimately, I just don't think it was it was going to work out here. Yeah, so basically – the price tag to me for the for the for the Pacers makes a lot more sense. Totally. Because it's not a gamble. No. You've already you've already set this up with yep. Pascal. The deal isn't done, but he wants to go there. He's yep. been talking to Tyrese already. They've already discussed the fit. So that price tag, yeah. The Kings were never going to match that because no. we're not getting the same promises. Yeah. That Pascal has. We're so, also not in the same situation either. Again, like if the Kings were to make that Pascal move, what's what what possible assets do they have to make another? I mean, mm-hmm. Indiana's in a position where, yeah, they get rid of those three first round picks, they get rid of Bruce Brown, they still have Nemhard, they still have Neesmith, Smith, they mm-hmm. still have Ben Matherin, they still have Buddy Heald, they still have Jalen Smith, they yeah. still have Miles Turner, they still have other guys that if they feel like they want to make a move or this Pascal thing isn't enough in the future. They can make another move. The Kings were in a spot where you trade HB, you trade Davion Mitchell, you trade Kevin Herter, you send them one or two first-round picks. Where? How do you get better after that? There, mm-hmm. there is no other path. So, I, like you said, I think Indiana was also just in a better position to make that move, and the Kings never really were in a good position to go all in unless they they felt like this was the absolute right move to make. So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well – think it's over now it's definitely over now yeah it's over now the now from indiana the pacers now have two all-stars trade is the only way for indiana to get a talent like siakam they are still a good young team that has legit scoring 
a legit scoring wing who adds defensive versatility. Indiana can still move on from Buddy, Miles Turner, Jalen Smith, Nemhard, Neesmith, or Matherin. Yeah, and maybe they don't want to. I mean, if you're really trying to level up, now it now it becomes, and you had thrown out the name, what do they need, right? If you're in Pacers land, what do they need? And this isn't a Pacers show, but Zach Levine, I don't, I don't know. Do you want a Zach Levine? Now it feels like we're getting into there's only one ball territory. Sure. So I just don't know. I just don't know who is in need of a Zach Levine, right? No, not so, at that price tag. Either. Not at that price tag. You <laughs> Lakers, could, I guess. I'd make the argument if if you are the Pacers, you might be in the in the in the market for Caruso because their defense sure. is trash. Yeah. So and maybe you just lose a Bruce Brown too. Right. So maybe you get a Caruso. Dare I say? Okay, you got. You got guys who can score at certain levels. Is is that the last dance for DeRozan? Mm-hmm. You know, get some guy who can who can hit mid range. Sure. I guess you kind of have that with with Siakam already. But yeah, just depends on what direction they want to go. But I, I think they're looking at the the East and saying, hey, we can be kind of the OKC of the East right. and start to roll here sure. because the and it's a different situation. The the powers that be in the East will aren't going anywhere, right? Sure. The Bucks aren't going anywhere. The Celtics aren't going anywhere. So you might as well level up and try to compete with them. And maybe that timeline, maybe you'll be apexing right. as they're as they're going off in the sunset. You can't really do that in the West because you got the old dogs and you got the young dogs, right? So the Kings are kind of stuck to say, all right, well, the old dogs are kind of on their way out, but there's – they're still. If mm-hmm. the Clippers are one of the old dogs, you're still worried about them. They still got a. They still got some years to go here, and then you have OKC coming. So, yeah, the 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 moves that need to be made. We will continue to monitor all of that, and we have some in this Woj kind of half hour. We have some more information from Woj as to what the Kings may be looking for. We will get into that when we get back and. That will actually be after we speak with Brad Graham of the SF Niners. So we'll do Brad Graham the next two segments, and then we'll go back into NBA talks. Thousand Watkins, Sackdown Sports.